Everything that has a beginning has an end. I see the end coming. I see the darkness spreading. I see death. <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome back to the Lug It Out Podcast. This is your host, Elias Roush. This podcast is sponsored by Elias Roush Media, Dad Cam, Photo, Video, Digital Media Productions. So today we are discussing the final, the third, the last, the installation that we've been missing. Why am I talking like this? I don't know. I'm going to stop. But So it's the final entry in the trilogy of the Matrix's movies that came out in 2003 and uh i wanted to cover the final movie because the fourth one is coming out very soon and uh we've covered the previous two like i said the first movie was ironically revolutionary it was uh a step forward in cinema in so many different ways that i've already described in the previous reviews that having this final one uh, the final movie, Revolutions, which is only re- this, it was released six months after the second movie. Uh, our hopes were high. You know, we wanted this movie franchise to end on a solid note. So, with saying that, The Matrix Revolutions is a 2003 Amer- American science fiction action film written and directed by the Wachowskis. The third installment uh, of the film's franchise series uh, released in the winter of 2003, um, November. It was simultaneously released in 108 territories in 2003 uh, by Warner Brothers while being the final entry in the original series of The Matrix. The storyline is continued in The Matrix online video game It was the first live-action feature film to be released in both regular and IMAX theaters at the same time. Despite receiving mixed reviews from the critics, the film grossed $427 million, with uh, that being about $300 million less than the second movie, which the second movie was highly anticipated six months earlier and made around 700 million worldwide. So it can't exactly say that it surpassed the second one. So a fourth film is titled The Matrix Resurrections be, uh, began production February 2020 and is scheduled to be released December 22nd, uh, 2021. So it is uh, approximately the same budget of 110 to 150 million as the second movie was. This uh, uh, has pretty much the same production crew, same same cast. There's only one or two recasts due to a death of, I believe, believe it was Gloria Foster, the late great Gloria Foster. Um, and so, yeah, my hot take for this last one is that this first hour is almost borderline can be completely wiped out i feel like the first hour of this movie does not work in any way that would make an interesting compelling story i'll talk about it a little bit more in depth but it feels very much like this was written in the same vein of like a television show we have the early beginnings in the first matrix which are followed 
by a major battle at the end of the franchise. And that's very much what is happening here. And so we have uh, another running time of 129 minutes. And uh, yeah, I got to say that this goes straight up pre prequel territory. And when I say that is we had some great material in the beginnings of the Matrix, the first 99 Matrix. I've talked about how great it was, the look, the feel, the concepts, the uh, the cinematography, the blocking, all of that. The fact that we're using real, real people, not too much CGI, uh, that all that great stuff and the music as well. I feel like we detract from all of that for this third movie. Unfortunately, there is uh, a huge loss of not having the Fishborn, Carrie Ann Moss and Keanu Reeves kind of all working together in the same plane kind of thing. Uh, I do feel like we're missing all of the best elements that I, I personally enjoyed about the first movie are they're not present in this last movie at all. So with saying that this last movie has give I, I gave it a six out of 10 uh, given that it, I just feel like it could have been so much more and they took the wrong pieces of the puzzle that I thought were that important of the film. I've heard that the Wachowskis say that the film lives on and maybe I think it's comic books, animation, video games, whether it be any of those. There needs to be a, a, a solidified answer for me uh, personally at the end of this trilogy for it to be satisfying because the majority of people saying this are not going to go through the trouble of trying to figure out all that. They're not going to go through pod, podcasts probably weren't that popular at this point. So they're not going to go try to find a podcast. Uh, you know, they're not going to go through the trouble of trying to figure out what more could this really mean. They just want a solidified answer. And I feel like with as, you know, as crazy as this world gets, as bombastic as it gets and the scale of it, it's really asking for the uh, for us as an audience to to want an answer at the end of this. And I feel like it's leaving too much of a cliffhanger for us um, as viewers. So, yeah, I, I mean, it being over 20 years since. Uh, what is it? Almost 19 years or something like that since the uh, the second and third movies. It's just there's been so much time. Uh, it's, you know, is this really going to suffice having coming back this much later? We probably could have had an exploration of this world or uh, an expansion of this world through other movies or other television shows. But they chose not to do that. Uh, for whatever reason, I need, I haven't really looked at that, but um, I guess they did the do the animated stuff and whatnot. I haven't really looked into too much of the side stuff, um, but yeah, that really could have been expanded uh, from this l low concept, high level, very interesting Matrix concept in '99 to something so much more. But it feels like it kind of goes from. What I talked about in the second movie's review is it goes from this really intense, like game changer of a movie to like a B in the second one to like a B action, really intense, high, high thrust, high level franchise, high, high octane. And then the third one becomes kind of like this almost C level sci fi franchise that doesn't even feel anywhere the, like what the first movie felt like. 
So <clears throat> I know that's going to be a lot to handle for some people. We're like, no, you ain't the Matrix, and you ain't me, and you ain't the but No, no, I don't hate anybody. I don't hate the. I don't hate the Matrix. I don't hate the franchise. I do think that this last movie is a fucking uh, shit fire in in many aspects of it. But I still enjoy all of the the good things about it. You know, I still enjoy the Carrie Ann Moss, the Keanu Reeves of it all. Uh, the Lawrence Fishbourne, I feel like it's a little bit underutilized towards the end of this movie. Um, <clears throat> and so, yeah, it's a, it's a big old six out of 10 for me. I, I, I want to love the fourth one. So I'm, I'm going in with really low expectations, hoping to love the fourth movie. So just know that when going into it. Um, so yeah, here is the uh, spoiler section for The Matrix Revolutions. And again, the entire review is available on patreon.com slash podcast. You can go to luckydogpodcast.com to check out other reviews, full length and uh, short length on uh, uh, the videos, on the SoundClouds, on the YouTubes, on the Twitches, on all the social media platforms that are relevant. And if they're still doing that in uh, 3,000 years, then whatever the the popular... It's probably going to be like one social media in like 3,000 years, I bet. It's like everyone uses the one or something like that. <laughs> or they use the Neo social network is what it's going to be. I don't know. I'm just fucking around. So, everyone, thank you for watching, listening, Luck It All podcast. I got to say, this third movie, wow, it is... Uh, big old big old heap of something <laughs> that happened here um but what it makes mostly feels like to me is that they didn't have a fully realized ending for it and something happened in the planning of this movie that really took it off the rails from having a solidified ending to say wait a minute so um yeah i Gave it 6 out of 10. Let's hop into the spoiler section for... What the hell is this? Oh, yeah, yeah. The Matrix uh, Revolutions. Let me bring this down just a little bit. Down. And again... If I got anything wrong in the uh, explanations of or the plot synopsis or if I'm forgetting anything or if I'm not getting anything right or if you got an opinion, whatever, comments, section, let me know how I can improve. I know YouTube's all about that. They're like, but wait a minute. Pushes glasses in and says, hold on. <laughs> okay, so um, let's jump into the plot of The Matrix Revolutions. Neo and Blaine lie unconscious in the medical bay of the ship. Hammer. Inside the Matrix, Neo is trapped in a subway station named Mobile Ave. And I gotta say, right fucking here, they are stuck in this fucking... They have Neo, the most important one guy, stuck in the fucking subway station for like the first 45 minutes. I was like, really? This is how you're going to do me on the third movie? Okay, I see how it is. Um, 
It's a transition zone between the Matrix and the machine world. It's very cool. It's very iconic. The iconography of being in a subway that's super clean and got green all around makes me feel like the Matrix. And there's so many other types of movies and shows. Uh, I'm actually watching Squid Game right now. There's a scene in the subway. It's like, how do you not feel like you're not in the subway after seeing this? Very cool. Very iconic. Now get the fuck out of here. I don't need to be here for 45 minutes. So, uh, so he's in a transition zone between the Matrix and the machine world. He meets a family of programs, um, including a girl named Sadi. Sadi. The uh, father tells, the quote-unquote father, tells Neo, the subway is controlled by the train man, a program loyal to the Meridian, or Meridian. I forgot how to say his name. I don't know. Um, when Neo tries to board a train with uh, the family, the train man hops on and refuses and overpowers him. This train man is like some homeless guy that ain't having shit. You ain't getting on with that ticket, Neo. Now get your ass. Because um, <laughs> the architect said get, basically. So, um, Seraph contacts Morpheus and Trinity on behalf of the Oracle, who informs them of Neo's confinement. Seraph, Morphs, Morph, Morpheus, and uh, Trinity enter Club Hell. Always got to have a club scene in fucking Revolutions or Matrix Reloaded or the original one. There's got to be some scene where everybody in the club's in. I feel like the Wachowskis are just like really into the clubbing scene. So that's just, I can totally dig that. If I was directing a movie and I had $50 million, I'd be like, we need a club scene. <laughs> so, um, yeah, everybody's getting it in the club. Everybody's turning up and getting their drink on. So where they confront the Merovingian uh, and force him to release Neo. Uh, which I was never fond of this guy in the original one, but I guess some people wanted him back. I guess I don't, I don't know. But. Troubled by visions of the machine city, Neo visits, visits, visits the Oracle, who reveals that Smith intends to destroy both the Matrix and the real world. And I feel like I do like having the new Oracle. It is sad that we don't have the older one. Um, but uh, it does feel like it's just like, all right, what's the mission now? It almost feels like what's happening now? What should we what's what do we have to worry about now? And I'm not exactly sure if that's like the e. It, it just feels like, all right, here's the exposition. Here's the plan. Here's the mission kind of thing. It's like, all right. Because um, I never felt like it was his job to always come back to the Oracle. I never felt like that was the job. I felt it was like, you're not the one. And she tells you what you need to know at the time. But you might actually be the one or something. I don't know. And again, comment in the, the comment section if, it's, if this review's just complete sheet. Because I've gotten, uh, trust me, I've gotten the ring of it. Everyone has something to say. Everybody's got a two cents. So um, he visits the Oracle, reveals the Smith intends to destroy the Matrix in the real world. She tells him that everything has a beginning. Sorry, she tells him that everything that has a beginning has an end. Except for this movie. Because it evidently did not end 
<laughs> even to her. After Neo leaves, a large group of smiths assimilate Sadi and Seraph. The Oracle does not resist assimilation, and Smith gains her powers of precognition. She just like uh, like lets Smith like. So. Smith is going in and like, like absorbing everybody he can with like this thing. And he's like morphing into him and stuff like that. Like straight Morpheus style or something like that. I don't know what the hell Morpheus style. It's not Morpheus style, but morphing style. Um, And so, yeah, he's just like absorbing all the knowledge he can possibly get. All the knowledge. Um, It's like ultimate power. (laughs) <laughs> so uh let me see what else we got the um in the real world the crews of the nebuchadnezzar and uh i know i'm not saying that wrong but i'm just saying it like that and the uh hammer find and reactivate niobe's niobe's ship the logos they interrogate bane who is who says that he has no recollection of the earlier massacre as the plans, sorry, as the captain plans, there's defense of Zion. Neo requests a ship to travel to the machine city, motivated by her encounter with, sorry, motivated by her encounter with the Oracle. Niobe uh, offers him the Logos. And it's like, oh my gosh, he's taking the Logos. It's like that would probably mean something if these ships didn't all look the fucking same it's like all right so i was looking at the outside of the ship and i've talked about this in the first movie and the second i don't talk about the second movie but the iconography of the matrix has like a minuscule hold versus like maybe something like star wars or even something of that of like uh, star trek uh when you see certain iconography of those movies like the lightsaber or Han Solo's blaster. It's like, it's very obvious what they are. Um, the Millennium Falcon. It's like those ships have a look to them. These logos, hammer, the Nebuchadnezzar, all of them look like ass to me. I mean, I didn't think one of them was like, that looks cool and I want a model of that. I know that it's not like, we want everything to look super cool, but I mean, come on! Like, they looked like junk. I, I, I know I'm, I'm, I'm being very harsh right now, but I'm just saying from a marketing standpoint, I couldn't tell the difference in any of them. So, uh, which is probably why people aren't like, I want one of these ships. Maybe they'll make them look cooler in the fourth one. I don't know. So. Niobe offers him the logos. Uh, Neo departs, accompanied by Trinity. And it's a big deal to have this logos because they don't have many ships left. And they got the big squiddy things coming after Zion and they got to fucking do the whole battle thing. So Neo departs, accompanied by Trinity, which <clears throat> which I feel like is the first problem of this last battle. It's like you do not want to have your main guy who's fighting all of the damn squiddies away from the battle. Why are you going to do that? So, Bane, who has stowed away on the Logos, 
the guy that Mr. Anderson has taken over his body, which I had no idea that had happened at the end of the second one. If I had known that that had happened at the second one, I would have thought like, holy shit, this is next level. We wouldn't have, we, we can't even like plan for this. And I feel like this doesn't even become part of the plot until like middle of this third movie, which I'm like, this should have been the, the main thrust of the plot from like the beginning. If, <clears throat> excuse me, if uh, Mr. Anderson, or sorry, if Mr. Smith is trying to take over the bodies of people and like take over the, the ships and stuff like that, that's interesting shit. That's not exactly what it felt like what was going on until like the third, the last act of the movie. And so Bane, who has stowed away in the logos, takes Trinity hostage. And Neo's realizes that Bane has been assimilated by Smith. And he's not even being subtle about it. I mean, he's doing, they're doing great interpretations of this actor acting like Hugo Weaving, and he's doing all of the dialect and talking like this, I guess. I don't know. Kind of, <laughs> that was a bad one. I'll, I'll work on that. But the the way that he knows is kind of like the way he's enunciating his words and saying, Mr. Anderson, you know, that type of thing. And I think he says he, he can't stand the smell of bodies and, the world and stuff like that he needs to destroy it that type of thing so uh neo realizes that bane has been assimilated by smith in the fight series and uh bane burns neo's eyes with a power cable and he's like Dah! and you're like holy shit you're like are you freaking kidding me movie the first hour of the movie, you're going to keep Neo, the one stuck in a fucking subway station. And then the second hour, you're going to bring him in or the second act, whatever you want to call it. The second act, you're going to blind him. I was like, son of a. I was like, this is exactly like Star Wars. I don't know. Not exactly like Star Wars. But, you know, this disabling some of their main stuff is, you know, very much in the realm of that 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 world so anyways he burns out neo's eyes and he's like ah and the makeup is kind of so 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 but i was still like jesus from a story to standpoint this sucks um neo discovers that he can still see machine code source code in the real world and uses this ability to kill bane and i feel like he's not all that sad that he's blinded at this point i will say that some of the acting on this is just like what is going on and uh this is in between the the defense of Zion battling these squid things, I gotta say there is a battle of squid things versus the humans for thirty to forty minutes with no Neo. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" Movie. The, there's so many misfires from this third movie that is happening. I was like, you're not going to have one of our main characters or if the main character named the one not in the main battle for 30 to 40 minutes. Big misfire. And we saw him in the second movie using the false or whatever the hell he was using against the squiddy things. And he's not even in it and he's blinded. And we're like, fuck. <laughs> so I might even just give you all the full review on this one just because if I chop it up, y'all might not understand why I'm not feeling this third movie. I'm like, y'all seriously fucked up on so many levels. You need to have the main character in this. Um, 
in my opinion, I, that that's one of the big things is we're following a bunch of random characters in this battle, fighting these squid things and not doing that great. It's like this this one guy who's acting like Mouse is like trying to like screw squeak up and refill the big battle things for this one guy to be like, blah, blah, blah. you know, it's like who are these people? And I feel like they're not, they're almost not even like listed in the synopsis at all. So, uh, I, I could go on about why this third one is just doesn't even make sense from the, that, that standpoint. So, <laughs> uh, sorry, I just need to make sure I'm still recording. My camera doesn't, I'm not hooked up to my uh, computer right now. Uh, so yeah, so that he can still see the source code. Neo doesn't really, uh, really feel that sad about all of this, which I'm like, what the hell? Um, but he does look cool when he's fighting, I guess, and doing whatever and do, using the force. I'm always going to call it the force because it's basically the force. Trinity pilots them to the uh, machine city. I got to say there's a severe underuse of uh, Carrie Ann Moss. I mean, she's she does get some of the classic moves at the beginning of this. She gets the classic like fighting and stuff like that. I do think that there's nothing ever as iconic as you know, the, the circling around crane scenes like shim, like running around the camera going around her and then her getting a Judy kick uh, right to someone's face or something like that. It's like I don't feel like anything really hits that level. A lot of it is shooting of guns and dodging and doing some interesting stuff from here and there. But I don't remember from off the top of my head any just like whoa stuff. I don't remember any of the battles hit me with a whoa. Uh, after the second movie, I think the battles are 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 not woe to my knowledge. Um, it's just like oh my gosh. So Niobe and Morpheus rush towards Zion in the hammer to aid the humans' defenses. And again, the cool the th third coolest person in this franchise, Morpheus, if he's not already the coolest, he's with Niobe and he's not even on the main battlefield uh he's in he's stuck co-captain with niobe driving i'm like okay this is clearly they what did he just sign that he didn't want to do any more fighting or something like that did he get hurt did did i miss something i might have to look that up actually um but still it, it felt like there was a severe underuse of morpheus with he needs to be the captain of this thing for some reason they all listen to morpheus when he's talking about the one and all of this but when they actually are going to war they're listening to this other guy captain Mufini or whatever the hell niobe and morpheus rush towards zion and the hammer to aid the humans defenses zion's shipyard is overwhelmed by a horde of sentinels and the fatally wounded captain Mufuni instructs kid to open is his name kid i think his name is kid the young guy that's like basically the mouse of this movie he's like wait what i don't know if i could do all that okay so captain buffoon's the guy that was in like the avatar looking things like blah, blah, blah. those fucking machines look so stupid i don't feel like that would do anything like they just have they're just shooting at these like squid things that are floating it's it's like Y'all don't have anything better than that? I know that it's supposed to be like apocalyptic future, but it just felt very copy-paste in a way that they didn't have anything very interesting to put there. I don't know. Um, kind of felt like the at-ats or whatever the hell, and I think that's what 
Is that what it's called? Whatever the things with the feet are in the third uh, Star Wars. So anyways, he instructs the kid to open the gate for the hammer. And the kid does, don't you know... But he's also like super preemptive about other things earlier. He's like, you know, the war's over. It's like, shut your ass up. <laughs> when it arrives, it discharges its EMP, disabling all the Sentinels present, but all Zion's remaining defenses. Uh, though humans are forced to retreat uh, and wait for the next attack, thinking it will be their last stand. And it's like, this really does not look good with all these sentinels coming after him and it's like jesus this is this is rough and it, it looks very hopeless at this at this point the logos is attacked by missiles outside the machine city causing it to crash fatally wounding trinity this honestly was like so out of third base and almost choreographed at the same time that it felt like all right we need neo to be alone but also have like a moment with trinity because they were like all right she's gotten him further far enough and they feel like they've fridged trinity kind of for an unnecessary reason uh and it's almost goofy how it happens there's this big crash they crash into the fucking uh the logos is attacked by the missiles outside of the machine city and this is when he used the horse and then they fight they they crash in uh fatally wounding trinity and this is part where uh Keanu is laying on top of Carrie Ann Moss. Like, clearly, he's laying on top of her. And she's like, Neo, I don't think I'm going to make it anymore. This is as far I'm going to make it. And he's like, Oh, oh, Trinity, it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. And he's like, feels like her, her stomach a little bit. And he feels one. And then he feels another. And she's like, Yeah, I'm not going to make this. And he feels another. There's like, there's maybe like eight to ten like pieces of hard metal sticking out of her stomach all in ten different places like there was no way anybody would even live from that there's no i don't even think you'd be talking after it but she's got all these things and it's like because it's a close-up shot of them at first and you can't exactly tell she's dead but something might be wrong and then they do this wide shot and she is just like poked in every art every organ possible it's almost laughable i was like dog and it was like neo how are you still able to see but you can't see all these fucking tubes that are coming out of uh carrie ann moss's stomach i was like this is goofy as fuck and uh it's like obviously he's not gonna pull all those out so he's like all right well i guess she's fucked and he there's this part where he's like Ah! he's like <laughs> it feels like he looks at the camera for a second because the camera like lingers on like keanu on uh carrie and moss for just a little bit too long i'm just like um all right well that could have been better <laughs> so i was like so they kill carrie and moss again so they so to be clear they killed keanu in the first one he came back with the power love and then the second one, he removed that bullet and then still came, she came back with the power of love. And then the third one, um, we kill Carrie Ann Moss again and she does not come back with the power of love. And uh, then we got to continue. So <laughs> uh, um, Neo enters the machine city. 
and encounters the leadership of the machines in the form of the deus ex machina, quote unquote. <laughs> and it looks like a big baby head, in my opinion. I don't know what to say. Um, Neo warns that Smith plans to conquer both the Matrix and the real world and offers to stop Smith in exchange for peace with Zion. The deus ex machina agrees and the Sentinels uh, stop attacking Zion. Um, so it's kind of like, all right, so the way to do this is have a really intense battle with Mr. Smith. Sorry, uh, Mr. Smith and Mr. Anderson have to have one-on-one epic battle with plenty of stunts cgi and like tons of other uh agent smith smiths watching with really dramatic uh rain effects and uh yeah it's intense to the point where it's straight up man of steel all of a sudden and it's straight up general zod and man of steel getting straight boosh get a boosh um straight to the dome and it's pretty fucking intense there's not, I mean, basically he beats the shit out of uh, Keanu for like the longest time. And then basically he has to say, that's it. And then uh, busts up, uh, what's his face, Mr. Smith. And uh, that's basically, that's that. And I got to say the biggest issue... When it comes to these CGI battles, it just feels like they're just pounding each other. And there's no, like, I don't know. It's like how long it's, they can just beat the hell out of each other till the cows come home, till they're out of CGI. <laughs> so I'm just like, there's not really like an ultimate ending of it like that. But, um, yeah, I'm just like, all right, so I guess that's how you're going to end it. You're just going to. It's going to end it like that and uh, defeats the Smiths and, uh, you know, their their eyes are doing all that shit and just doing some craziness, um, like imploding kind of shit. I don't know. I, I always thought that the ending battles with Mr. Mr. Smith were just kind of like, uh, OK, I guess that happened because <laughs> in the, the fact that he comes back, it's like, so is he ever really dead? It's like, I don't really I don't know. So, anyways, I think he fucks him up for the one last time. The machines uh, provide a connection for Neo to enter the Matrix, whose population has now been entirely assimilated by Smith. Sorry, I just basically uh, described this whole thing, but I'm going to do it officially. The Smith and the Oracle's powers step forth, telling Neo that he has foreseen his victory against Neo. After, protracting, after a protracted fight, Neo appears to concede and allows himself to be assimilated. So this Mr. Smith does get all up in him. He's he's like he gets his ass whooped. He gets Neo's ass whooped. And Neo gets a couple good slow mos to the face, slow mos to the cheeks, you know, some hits, some stuff. And uh, yeah, it was it was impressive. And um ultimately Smith does assimilate into um <clears throat> was it uh neo's body but outside the matrix the machines send a surge of energy into neo's body 
um, which it's like, how did this happen again? Just uh, okay, just like he's getting the power because he has the you know the metaphorical cross coming over his thing because he's supposed to be like the Jesus of the world, I guess. I don't know. Um, the machine sends a surge of energy through Neo's body. And he's like, ah, <laughs> my leg <laughs> or my back, <laughs> and uh, which inside the Matrix causes Neo Smith clone um, and all the other Smiths clones to be destroyed the sentinels withdraw from zion and morpheus and niobe embrace uh and neo's lifeless body is carried away by the machines it's like goodbye and he's just like "Ugh, take me away take me away from this rough ending of a franchise that you could have been so good and uh i'm like did y'all really want to end it like that? Just his body goes to the, some random machines? Is that what, what the deal was? I guess. So thus, the Matrix is rebooted. And the architect meets the Ar Oracle in a park. They agree that the peace will go. And will last as long as it can. And that those humans who desire it, will be offered the opportunity to leave the Matrix. They will get out of their tubes, the eggs, and they'll be like, Bleh! like Keanu was in the first movie. And uh, the Oracle tells Sadi that she thinks that they will see Neo again, possibly in like 18 to 19 years, give or take however long it takes to release that fourth movie. And I can't believe they would even think about having this ending on there and not bring the movie franchise back like 15 years sooner. What the hell? Seraph asked the Oracle if she knew this would happen. She replies that she did not know, but she believed. And that, my friends, is the third entry of The Matrix. The Matrix Revolutions 2003, directed by the Wachowskis. Let me know how I can improve. Let me know what you think about the Matrix Revolutions trilogies. I have a talk, a spoiler talk, with uh, my buddy Haytham. We discussed uh, all three movies. It's only a little 20-minute discussion. I actually recorded it before I had all these reviews. Um, so that'll be available on Patreon as well. Uh, might release a little bit of uh, the a little bit of that on here as well um, in a separate cast. So thank you for listening, watching Luck It Out podcast. Let me know what you thought about this movie. Let me know what you thought about the review. Let me know how we can improve. We've got all the social medias. We've got all of that good information on the podcast description below or whatever podcast player you're listening to subscribing absolutely helps i told everyone i would give them shout outs uh if you've given me a little little love on um the youtubes let me see if i can pull that up real quick so stick around real quick if uh you are have nowhere to go or just waiting to hop into the next video i know this could probably be one of those ending things where it's like you should uh, click on one of the videos. I think it'll be on that side or it might be on that side. I forgot. I, I, I'm looking at the screen backwards. So I, 
Uh, I can't remember. So, anyways, yeah, this is uh, the end of the review. Thank you for listening, watching Look It Out podcast. Um, sorry, my computer's going a little bit extra slow. Should have had all these the uh, subscriber goodness already uh, loaded up, but um, I don't have anywhere to go right now. I'm trying to export this uh, second movie as well. Gotta say, the Matrix. It's it's so interesting how they ended up. It's like I keep saying they could have been a larger franchise, but I try to think about the different types of... I think the only way you could have different stories within The Matrix is not have Neo in everything because it's so hinged on him being the main character that having you know additional characters in it, maybe following like a, a Neo's son or Neo before Neo's father... Who were Neo's parents or that stuff, that type of thing? Were they part of the Matrix of some sort? Um, that type of thing. Let me see if I can get the subscribers to show up real quick. Well, it shows subscribers, but I don't see where the names are. No, I found you. Uh, quick shout out to uh, Megan Desan. Kyle Brennan, Finley Gatso, and Environ, following, subscribing, and helping support the Look It All podcast. Couldn't do without you. Take it easy.